0: Welcome to Fictionary. I'm your host, Deetra, and I'm so glad that you're here and that you are you. If this is your first time joining me, Fictionary is a place for you to sit back, relax, and escape reality for a few moments. I am currently partaking of a La colombe vanilla draft latte made with oat milk. It's already 1 p.m., so I should probably be sipping a little bit faster if I plan on sleeping tonight. But you know what? Who needs sleep anyway, right? I have shows to binge watch, I have books to read, I have stories to write. hmm, Sleep is for wimps. (laughs) Actually, it's a lie. I love sleep and I honestly regret the disparaging tone I just took against the institution of sleep. It's on my list of favorite hobbies. So if you like naps, hit me up. It's cuffing season and your girl wants to cuddle. It's also officially spooky season. Woo. And that means for the rest of this month, all of our stories will have a spooky or creepy edge to them. To kick us off, we're going to be reading Chapter 3, Lies and Lullabies of the Kindle Villa series, Hexes, Jinxes, and Hijinx by author Shantae Oliver. You guys have already heard the first two parts, so if you haven't, go back into the episode catalog and you will see them there and listen so that you are up to date for this third episode episode that we're going to be reading today. So I haven't done it in a couple weeks, but I think that it's time for an OM session. Um, So basically the way the OM sessions work is that for the next couple of minutes, I'm going to talk about something that has been on my mind in the hopes that by releasing it, it will set me free of the burden and maybe help you guys out too. So There's been a lot on my mind lately, but today, I want to talk about relationships. See, for me, relationships have never been this thing that I can't live without. I don't like drama, and I don't like to waste my time. And to clarify, I want to say that if I did find someone and that we both found each other to be a good match, I'd be down. But! This is the big but. (laughs) It's not something that I obsess over. I mean, you know, you have your highs and lows where sometimes you're like, oh, I really wish I could find someone. But then most of the time, it's really not at the forefront of my mind. I'm too busy worried about me. Maybe I'm selfish. Nah. Anyway, it's no judgment to anybody who is actively pursuing love or has a strong desire for that because we all have our own needs and we have our own desires and it's important to recognize and to respect that it's just not for me how I function so all that being said like I said I go through these phases where sometimes I'm like you know it wouldn't be such a bad idea and I decide to be more open and it seems like every single time I do I run into these people that do things that I just I don't understand. And you know, I'm not naive, but it just blows my mind the crap that guys do. Like, why approach me, express interest, and then when I reciprocate, ghost me? I mean, it's not like, why? Why waste my time? I'm not hurt. It just doesn't make sense to me. I don't operate like that, so I don't understand people that do. Or then, what about the ones that try to date you, and then they things don't go well or you're not that interested so then they go and try to date like your close friends or your sister or something like that not that anybody's recently tried to date my sister but it's just weird to me or what about the ones that ask you out and then they never commit to a date or time or they only hit you up at really random ass times like Obviously, you got someone or something going on in your life. You don't have time for this. So maybe you should focus on that, get that together, and then try to pursue somebody. Um, Let's see. What else? The ones that get mad when you tell them that you aren't interested and then they want to act like you are somehow not worthy of them or, you know, the ones that are like, oh, well, you're just anyway or call you ugly or call you fat or whatever, insults they can come up out of their mind um to try to throw at you to make themselves feel better like nobody wants some of that weak shit man go away you know they there's that book like he's just not that into you but the thing is is you know I'm not really that into them either but I am open to getting to know them and to see what could be it's just not like a driving force for me i mean i would like to meet someone but again i don't have time for games just be upfront with what you're looking for and you know i might surprise you and want the same thing but the main thing for me is just be freaking honest like of all the prior examples it boils down to one thing just be honest be honest about your intent be honest about who you are. Be honest about what you like. Be honest about what gets you excited. Be honest about what turns you off, etc., etc., etc. So, unless you're coming with honesty, then please just leave me the hell alone. Hmm. Okay, you know, I actually I think I feel a little bit better after that, guys. <laughs> so that was the end of the OM session. Hopefully. I didn't offend anybody, but it's just what's been on my mind. Okay. All right, guys. So now that I've gotten that off of my chest and I'm feeling a lot better and hopefully you guys aren't stressed out by it, but it's just erg. Anyway, we're going to move on and get into our story. It's chapter three, Lies and Lullabies of the Kendall Vella series, Hexes, Jinxes, and Hijinks by author Shante Oliver. You can go to Kendall Vella and check it out. Um... She has a lot of episodes up, so you definitely want to read them. Anyway, we want to thank you, Shantae, for allowing us to read your awesome story here. And if you guys like her writing, you can check out her um, Amazon profile. Uh, She has a book series out, the Dreamweaver series. The first two books are out, and book three is going to be dropping soon in the next, uh, I think, January. Don't quote me on that, but I think it may be January. I don't know. I'm probably wrong, but it's coming out soon. So you want to read the first two books, guys, and get caught up. Anyways, we're going to go ahead and get into the story. So enjoy. Put on your listening ears. Episode three, Lies and Lullabies. You all saw what she said, right? A total eclipse. My mind couldn't wrap itself around what she was saying. The same words you read in the last episode are the same words that I heard, and yet, I feel like my always late, yet always honest best friend was lying, but she doesn't lie unless she absolutely must. There are only two instances in which she will lie, and I know that. You'll soon know that. The thing is, I'm a member of the astronomy club at school. I would know if there was going to be a total eclipse this summer. The next one isn't due until next year, and even then might not be fully visible in our region. I take a seat on one of the open bar stools at the counter and stare at my mom and Blake. I'm waiting for them to say, Just kidding. They're waiting for me to accept reality. Our stare-off slash wait-off causes my mom to sigh. She's about to break the silence and talk, but instead, her eyes are pulled away from mine and widen at what she sees. I follow her eyeline and see that she's staring out the window. The blackness was subsiding. It was being pulled away from the night sky like a blanket. I don't hesitate. I rush out the front door, not bothering to put on shoes, and I do the one thing that everybody knows you're not supposed to do. I stare up at the sun. The color it's casting as the darkness pulls away is a burnt orange with crimson streaks. I can see a sliver of the sun peeking through, and I know, trust me, I know, That I shouldn't be looking directly at the eclipse. But I can't look away. Everything I've ever learned about protecting your eyes when looking at the sun or an eclipse is being ignored. It's exhilarating. I've never taken drugs before, but I've watched a lot of those drug-fueled manic teen TV shows, and this feels how they seem to feel. It is euphoric. The sun is exposing itself like A beautiful woman undressing before me. A strip tease is happening right before my eyes, and I feel my cheeks flush. I want to look and see if my mom and Blake were seeing what I was seeing, but I couldn't pull my eyes away. If they were talking to me, I couldn't hear them. My ears were humming with an ASMR-worthy buzzing and crackling. My skin was vibrating at the same frequency, like a virgin ready to be the sacrifice. I smiled up at the sun, matching its brightness with my broad smile, and felt my heart open to whatever it wanted to give me. I feel like it wants to embrace me, so I spread my arms open. It's so warm, so inviting, so erotic, and so necessary. I need to be closer to the sun. I want to be in her. The more she reveals herself, the more hypnotized I feel myself becoming. When did I even come outside? Was I with anyone? What is happening to me? The last bit of the sun is exposed, and I feel it. The full force of her power is shining I keep looking at her. I see her rays reaching out to me. I reach out as well. I blink. Just one blink. The connection is lost. In the split second it took to blink, it was night. My face feels wet and I'm so confused. I reach up to touch my face and I feel tears streaming down it. I turn around and search. What am I searching for? Well, it doesn't matter. It's not what I found. Blake is standing next to me, and she looks just as confused and bewildered as I feel. Where's my mommy? I asked desperately. Mommy? I haven't called her that in years. She's inside. I just remember her telling me I could sleep over if I wanted. Then she didn't come out, Blake said. What happened next? I demanded. She usually was much more detailed than this for me. I had to know if she experienced what I had. I don't know, Blake said. She was lying. I could tell because I knew her. Her rounded nose would twitch like a bunny's anytime she lied, and it was twitching. I took a deep breath and wiped my tears away. If she was lying to me, it meant two things. She was either scared or working things out in her head before she could explain. This was one of those rare moments, and I knew I had to be patient for her. She never lied to hurt anyone. If anything, it was usually the opposite. She would tell them when she was ready. Fireflies began dancing around us and eased the tension completely within me. Let's go inside and sleep. This day has been different, I say to Blake softly my voice barely a whisper. I reach over, take her hand, and she feels like ice. Holy crap, Lonnie, your hand is on fire, Blake exclaims. She doesn't pull her hand away, though. I don't pull mine away either. Her ice feels comforting for some reason. Your hand is freezing, I chuckle. I squeeze her hand a little tighter. We walk into the house, hand in hand after washing up and throwing on some pajamas we crawl into bed we are facing each other and blake is staring at me her eyes wide as saucers she still looks slightly unnerved i start singing the lullaby my mom always sang to me my voice a hush the warm rays blow in they call to you again but teardrops tickle your little face, the fire within, a hug from a friend, finally we'll know our place. The end. All right, guys. Thank you so much for joining us today. Uh, again, you can check out the rest of this story on Kindle Vella. Hexes, Jinxes, and Hijinks by author Shantae Oliver. Until next time, keep on reading.